wanting to rid yourself of sin, it's your lucky day because God is a trans woman, woman. Sasha Sidek. And Jesus is non-binary, binary, binary. Jacob Gamble. Join, Join us on Queering the Air every Sunday from 3 to 4 p.m. Queer and trans, arts, politics, pop culture, and everything in between. Only on TreeCR Community Radio. Come worship at the altar of your queerness desires. It lingers when we're done. You believe God is a woman. Good afternoon and welcome to Queering the Air on your Sunday afternoon here on 3CR Radical Radio. My name's Jacob and I'm going to be taking you through the next hour of programming here um, from the studios live in Nam. And before I begin, I just want to start by acknowledging that we're broadcasting today on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, paying my respects to elders past and present, acknowledging that sovereignty was never ceded uh, and a treaty is yet to be signed. And also while we're acknowledging kind of elders, I wanted to pay some respects to to our trans elders and our queer elders in the community uh, who have been paving the way for decades uh, for all of us to come and be loud, be visible. Uh, last Friday was Trans Day of Visibility, and I think it was a really empowering uh, and impactful rally that we held in the city. I was having a chat with Sally Goldner earlier before the show, and she was uh, telling us how she's she's feeling like the tide has turned, um, how you know people are on our side now, and I think the public has really snapped to awareness that you know trans rights are valid and, and trans people exist, and and we need to keep standing up uh, against transphobia and bigotry, um, particularly. The, the kind that we saw a couple of weekends ago on the steps of Parliament House uh, with the anti-trans movement um, and the the neo-Nazi shit show. So, yeah, props to all the, the trans activists um, who are tuning in. And thank you to everyone who came along to the rally on Friday. Now, today we're going to be, I guess... Look, it's it was Trans Day Visibility on Friday, but I feel like we needed a, a TDOV special here on Queering the Air. So today's going to be all about reliving some of the great speeches that we heard at the rally. Um, we're also hearing from some other great trans leaders in the community. Um, so first up, we're going to be speaking with Mikhail Bernard, who is a, an activist at Pride and Protest. Um, so they had a Sydney rally today um, for Trans Day of Visibility. So we're going to be talking to them over the phone, hearing all about how that one went down. And then later on, we're going to be replaying some of the speeches from the NAM rally uh, that happened on Friday in Melbourne. So hearing from Joe Ball, who is the CEO of Switchboard, an LGBT plus mental health organization. Sally Goldner, who is um, part of the 3CR family here. She hosts Out of the Pan, uh, which is a couple hours, I think it's at 12, 12 o'clock on Sundays. Um, and she had a really great speech there as well. And we're also going to be hearing from Amal Leota 
Lu, uh, who is an amazing Samoan, I believe, or Pacifica um, trans activist and advocate. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a great show. There's also going to be a message from our one and only Sasha Sidek, um, also known as God, because God is a trans woman. Um, she's also recorded a message of hope for all of our trans family this trans day of visibility. So, yeah, it's it's going to be a pretty fun show. Happy trans day of visibility, everyone. Um, but I think as well, there was a lot of points made at the rally about it's not just important to be visible. It's also important to be safe. So we're going to be keeping that in mind as we progress th- through the journey of today's show Now, I'm going to pop on a track, um, and then we're going to get Mikhail up on the line. This one is called... Once it comes up... Hmm. Just thinking out loud, what should I play to start us off? Oh, here we go. This one is called Round and Round, and it's by Marnie Blue, who actually came on the show two weeks ago and slayed. So she's a a musician uh, based here in Nam. She's trans. So here you go. Here's Round and Round. We'll be back very soon. You make me crazy, but I guess it's just a part of you. Don't you think I feel so hazy? And I think that there's a hole in you Do you blink? This feeling so intangible I can't describe You're saying you can't see me Though I live deep inside This color's so electric You've got and so bright I wonder if you'll feel me Though I live in your mind
Round and Round by Marnie Blue. If you're just joining us, you're on Queering the Air here on 3CR Community Radio. We've just been talking about Trans Day of Visibility, um, about activism, about sort of the the rise of the far right um, and the movement to combat all of this terrible transphobic rhetoric that's been floating around lately. Um, And I'm really excited because on the line I've got an activist... um, um, coming from Eora in Sydney. Um, their name is Mikhail Bernard, and they're with a group called Pride and in Protest, which is an activist collective who campaign for social justice in the queer community and beyond. And they're actually coming back from the Trans Day Visibility Rally uh, in Sydney. So, Mikhail, welcome to the show. How are you feeling? Uh, <laughs> I've just been going into a microphone for about two hours, so my throat is shot. But otherwise, I'm feeling pretty good. How are you? Yeah, I'm I'm going well, thanks. And yeah, you're you're sounding very warmed up, I will say. But hopefully, your voice will um, stay okay for the rest of this interview. Now, it was Trans Day of Visibility on Friday, so my first question is: Are you feeling visible? Um, I certainly hope so. Uh, we absolutely flooded the streets of Newtown today. Um, it's hard to obviously gauge how many people were there, but we've fully filled up um, Pride Square and a bunch of the surrounding streets, so maybe 3,000 would be a good bet. And it was a wet weather day, uh, but that just meant that people had you know, their beautiful uh, umbrellas and raincoats, and it was a big sea of colour, and it was very visible. Yeah, I think our rally was kind of similar. It also had a lot of rain, but it kind of added a bit of drama, which I sort of liked. I don't know if that was the vibe in Sydney as well. Absolutely. What happens is, um, in my experience, is that the rain sort of, uh, you know, it does diminish the rally a little bit in terms of numbers, but the people who stay home uh, you know, tend to be you know, kids or people who are a bit older, and it means that the people who are, like, dedicated to coming are just, like, really hardcore and really staunch, and they are absolutely willing to fight, and it is really electric at a level. Yeah, that's what we want. We want committed, staunch um, activism. So, yeah, props to to you and the team um, at Pride and Protest for pulling that one off. Um, can you give Absolutely. us a sense of, you know, what kind of issues were spoken about at the rally or who were some of the main speakers or highlights for you? Um, we have a pretty broad range of issues. Pride and Protest believe in decolonization, we believe in working rights, we believe in uh, justice across a lot of avenues. So we were very lucky to have Nina Dixon, who is a Gadigal traditional owner, um, and spoke about the connections between uh, you know, trans rights campaigns and other campaigns. We were also very lucky to have the Lions, who was a Wiradjuri uh, queer young person, and they you know, talked about the importance of acknowledging uh, indigenous understandings of gender and sexuality. This is really powerful. We also had a couple of women uh, 
Um, so we have uh, a real focus on the solidarities between all these different struggles and the relevancy they have to them. Mm, what a lineup, hey! And, and I think Absolutely. solidarity is um, such an important part of the trans movement. Yeah. And I yeah. think it was we'll also. Our, Sorry, it would, it would be unfair if I didn't mention that we also had Nori, who is the first and I believe the only person in New South Wales and possibly the country to be legally recognised as non-binary on their birth certificate, which was mm. really inspiring because it's like this living legend of. Uh, trans rights didn't come out to, to tell us about their struggles, and that was really beautiful. Oh, yes, I love the, the non binary inclusion, that's so so sweet. Um, what would you say? Um, we're talking about like the rise in anti trans rhetoric, and you know that there's been a Posey Parker who did her little tour of hate around the country last week, what role do you think protest and solidarity plays in combating um, the rise of anti-trans and, and transphobia? Well, on the one point, it is, you know, the, the ability to confront people. You get a bunch of people out, you get a bunch of people over there, you say, you're not welcome here, you know, we're all out here with our you know, flags and our drums, and making uh, sure we have a terrible time because we hate, we hate everything we stand for. But also... It is an element of bringing people together, of inspiring people. People come to a protest and they hear someone talking about workers' rights. They hear someone talking about Indigenous justice and little connections that made, and they think, all right, well, when I go back to my workplace, I'm going to talk to my union rep about what trans rights policies my union has. And if they're not good enough, then I'm going to really push to make it better. Um, it really mobilizes people. It really inspires people. And I think protests, um, it's not obviously the only can do or should be doing, but it is absolutely a very powerful tool. Mm, absolutely. And I think another tool as well is, is advocating directly to parliamentarians. And last week in particular, you saw um, in New South Wales a very vile and public display of homophobia from Mark Latham from One Nation. I mean, what would you like to see more elected representatives doing um, to combat that kind of culture and, and that, uh, yeah, queer phobia? Well, today we had one central, central sort of slogan, which is no compromise in defense of our rights. Uh, there can be no little cut with parties like One Nation that have these um, transphobic and homophobic policies. You can't cut deals with... Uh, you know, the religious right, et cetera. Um, actually, in the wake of some very homophobic file tweets that Mark Latham put out the other day, Chris Mims, who is now the, the premier of New South Wales, said, and I'm paraphrasing here, that um, the queer community deserves nothing but uncompromised support from the state's leadership. Hmm. And basically what I'm saying in response is, uh, put up or shut up. Um, I dare you actually commit to that. Don't cut the off with transphobes, don't cut deals with homophobes. We have a list of demands that we actually you know, had today. That, there you go. Do that, please. Mm, mm, I love that. And talk us through what are those demands that you're making of uh, your new government there in New South Wales? Well, so it's, you know, we've got a number of them, but uh, demands for the right to self-ID, for the ability to change your recognized legal gender without having to go through state-keeping surgeries, uh, actually adding sex workers to the Anti-Discrimination Act, because, you know, there is such a lot of people who do sex, sex, sex anti-sex work laws, that sort of fight 
have the ability to uh, fire or to expel a worker or a student because they are queer, which is really terrific. Mm. Uh, and also the demand for uh, transition leave, which is separate from sick leave, um, mandated annual leave that you can take um, to transition, to legally transition medically, socially, etc., um, without having to cut into your regular sick leave. Because being trans is not an illness, and we shouldn't treat it like one. Mm-hmm. Such an important area. And I remember talking to, to Amy Sargent, who's the convener of the, the queer um, tertiary education union about yeah gender okay. affirmation leave, which I'm pretty sure it's probably exactly the same thing. Just leave, paid leave, yeah, yeah to, to transition. Um, it's interesting. The, the unions have always played a major role in sort of the trans rights movement. Uh, but we saw, at least in Nam, there seems to be a bit of a division around um, whether or not the police union should be uh, allowed in trades hall here in Victoria. So I'm wondering if there was any kind of sticking points um, at the rally that were made clear, you know, with unions and uh, trans rights? We actually had uh, Marge the internal, which was really great. Mm. Um, we have a lot of friends with a lot of allies in the union, and I can't name them all, but uh, the ASU, the United Workers Union, the National Tertiary Education Union, I believe they were represented from professionals Australia as well. Um, and, you know, I'm sure there were more that I just can't immediately name. But it is really good to know that we have friends in union spaces because trans rights are not just one in, in the whole of parliament or on the streets and protests. They're actually one on the ticket line at the bargaining table. They're mm-hmm. one in the EBA negotiation, and that is so important. And we are so lucky to have those allies and those strong voices in the union behind us. Mm, absolutely. Um, now, tell us a bit about what's next uh, for Pride and protests now that sort of Trans Day of Visibility is passed, but we know that Trans Visibility can't just come one day a year, right? Yeah. So, every year we have a few different events. Um, we have uh, Trans Day of Resistance, which is a bit later in the year. Uh, every year we also host a uh, regular Mardi Gras protest march, which is Pride was a riot, and because Sydney's uh, sponsored Mardi Gras march in Sydney is not uh, representative of the queer community. Um, there's also stuff around, um, say, schools that we are, you know, potentially going to move into talking about during the safe schools program for queer um, students and queer staff. Um, it's really anything possible, and we've been centering a lot of energy into this. So I think. Um, there's a, a lot of possibilities for us moving forward. And I would really encourage people to get involved, um, whether you're in Sydney or in another city. Um, there's only a cool, awesome franchise collective near you that you can join. I really encourage that. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and I'm sure there's a lot of uh, alternatives down here in in Melbourne as well. Now, I guess one last question for you, Mikhail. Do you have any messages of hope and strength um, for the trans community? Messages of hope? I mean, the biggest one I would say is that there were more of us than there was then. So I don't know if you're aware, but uh, a few weeks ago there was a march of Christopher through of Newtown, they were, you know, harassing and threatening people and disrupting stuff. Um, and there were about 30 of them. They were protected by a police escort. We had a hundred times that out there today. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen, uh, you know, one nation in the recent uh, state election. They got threats. 
can't still be in Australia, she was roundly rejected in every city she went to. Um, there are more of us than there are of them. And then we stand up and we are united and we actually join with other struggles for indigenous justice, for workers' rights, we absolutely will win. Uh, because, you know, it, it, it is hard. You know, there, there are people out there who want to push you back into the closet, but it is so much harder for them to push you back into the closet when you've got 100 people standing behind you. And that's what I would say to people. Mm, such a great point to finish on. Thank you so much, Mikhail. Love and solidarity here from NAM. Anytime. Thank you. And um, enjoy the rest of the day now that the rally's done. Have a nice day. <laughs> yeah, you too. That was uh, Mikhail Bernard there from Pride in Protest, um, which is a group based in Sydney. They've just finished up for the day with their Trans Day of Visibility Rally. Um, so great to see those types of rallies happening all over the country. And I know there was one in Brisbane as well, um, which was so... So nice to see. We're going to jump to a song now, uh, but we'll be right back very soon. This one's called Just For The Night, and it's by the lovely Robert Baxter. Difficult to keep my hands up off it. You wanna dive into me, no regret. It all goes up and then comes down. If I'm free falling, you're the ground. I know I'm not different, but are you slipping away? Cause I'm loving, moving faster. I'll take the backseat if I'm the apple you're been eating. Oh. Just for the night 
said to you I guess I wanted to Cause I'm loving you the faster I'll take the backseat If I'm the apple you've been needing I'll give you what you want Just for the night Tie my shoes and run to your place one more time Holding on tight If it's too much of me for you to say goodbye You're on 3CR, Queering the Air with Jacob this afternoon. Happy Trans Weekend of Visibility. It's um, two days after TDOV, and we've been seeing rallies all around the country in support of our trans and gender diverse families. We just spoke with Mikhail Bernard, uh, who helped run a rally in Sydney, um, which was a huge success from the sounds of it. Now we're going to hear from a few trans leaders uh, about, you know, trans issues, yada, 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 kind of just talks from protests compiled by yours truly. And first up, I thought it would be nice um, to play a message that was provided by our lovely co-host, Sasha Sidek. So here you are. Enjoy. This is Sasha. Trans Day of Visibility is a day to celebrate and honour transgender people and their experiences. It is a vital event to raise awareness of the unique struggles and achievements of the transgender community. Many transgender individuals face discrimination, harassment and violence in their daily lives. And this day is a powerful reminder of resilience, strength and beauty of transgender individuals. Visibility is so important, whether through people living authentically, education or media representation, amongst other forms, visibility is a reminder to people of our existence. Visibility is incredibly important for trans people for many reasons. It's allowed people to feel less alienated from the media they consume as their stories are represented in it instead. It's a reminder to our community that we have come a long way and a lot of progress has been made. But there is so much more progress that needs to be made and remaining visible means that our existence can't be forgotten. It's an act of protest and holds a lot of power. We live in a world that overwhelmingly tries to erase trans people. Governments are going back on progress that has been made and instead devising new ways to retract the rights of trans people. There are so many attacks on trans people across the world, both institutionally and physically, it's hard to keep up. Existing as a trans youth is hard enough as they dealt with discrimination from peers, adults and government, constantly being told they aren't old enough to understand their identity. Visibility is important because trans youth deserve to spend their childhood doing typical things children do, not fighting transphobic government for their right to health care and fighting off transphobes. As little as 10 years ago, 
there was a little to no trans representation in the media. Many trans people grew up unsure of their identity because it took them years to learn about it properly or because they didn't see other people similar to themselves and were made to believe they were alone for feeling how they did. Now, more than ever, we need visibility to remind trans youth that they are valid for feeling how they do about their gender identity. Most importantly, in recent years, we need visibility so that not all trans-related media is biased attacks on trans people, but true representation of the individuality of transness and our collective experiences too. And for me, Trans Day of Visibility represents an opportunity to support and stand in solidarity with the transgender community. It is a day to amplify the voices of transgender activists and advocates who work tirelessly to promote trans rights and inclusion. It is also a time to educate ourselves, challenge our bias and misconceptions, and learn from the experiences and perspective of transgender people. Ultimately, Trans Day of Visibility reminds us that transgender people exist and deserve to be seen, heard and respected. It is a time to celebrate the diversity and courage of transgender community and commit to creating a world that is more just, equitable and affirming for all. And that was Sasha Sidek speaking about what Trans Day visibility means to her. Isn't she great? Like, we are so lucky to have Sasha Sidek uh, in this world, and I am so fortunate to be her friend and co-host. She actually has just started a new TV show, which I thought I would give a little plug. It's called The Tea on the Tea Trans Fabulous, and it's on Bent TV on Channel 31. So you can actually access it on YouTube if you just type in Bent TV. It also airs every Friday night at 10 p.m., I believe. Um, So go and check it out and go and support our lovely um, trans activist, co-host, God, um, Sasha Sadek. So now we're going to turn to... Well, let's let's rewind the clock a little, actually, back to Friday. Um, we're standing outside State Library. It's pouring with rain. If you're myself, I had this massive um, video camera with me that was getting soaking wet, and I was just, like, praying that it wouldn't um, break the camera, all this rain. But massive crowds, um, lots of colours, lots of flags, lots of chanting, And they had a great lineup of speakers. So we're going to be playing a few of the speeches um, that were there on the day. The first one is from our lovely um, 3CR family. Uh, Her name's Sally Goldner. If you haven't heard of her, look her up. She's done so much for this community over the last few decades. Um, She's an activist and a bicon of Melvin doesn't need much of an introduction, um, but let's take a listen now to what she had to say on Trans Day of Visibility. Really doesn't need much of an introduction. She is one of our great trans elders uh, in Melbourne, and she's also one of Melbourne's greatest bicons. I'd like to welcome Sally Goldner up to the stage.
Thanks, Austin. Thanks, everyone. I, too, very much start by acknowledging the original inhabitants of these lands, the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung and Bunurong Boonwurrung peoples of the Eastern Kulin Nations. Hello to any Elders past, present and emerging. Hello to any First Nations people here today. And I acknowledge that all the lands were stolen and never ceded. And I would add that whilst Melbourne is the climate diverse capital of the world, and that hasn't deterred you from coming, we are the gender diverse, sexuality diverse and all round diverse capital of Australia. So called. I speak today from many perspectives, including the one I was particularly asked, being a trans person of Jewish background. Shabbat Shalom. And Lachayim to life. And for next week, happy Passover. Seriously, those three of my four grandparents thankfully had the foresight to leave continental Europe in the late 1920s, early 1930s, and head to safer places, all ending up here on this big island. I honour all migrants and refugees here today, including queer, trans and people of colour. All parts of my identity and the total person I am, including but not limited to trans, bi plus and neurodivergent, and wrestling fan. <laughs> It is WrestleMania on Sunday and Monday after all. <laughs> Hell yeah. Help frame my speech today, more in a second. My grandparents made the sacrifices to leave the lands of their birth for a reason. They wanted future generations of our family to live safely, happily and achieve all of our potential. Maybe I felt the events of two weeks ago in my DNA handed down from two generations back, even if I wasn't physically at the events not far from here. Read the scenes I saw, I felt like others, shock, disbelief and anger. All the emotions we have all felt over the last two weeks are valid. I have chosen since to channel those emotions into action and also take a call to action. Trans people need more people in the broader community of cisgender people, not just to be allies to trans, but to make sure they talk to other cisgender people and strengthen allyship overall, while still always being guided by trans people. Trans people are resilient and awesome. I sometimes call this day Trans Awesomeness Day. All the same, we cannot carry the load ourselves and nor should we be asked to do so. I thank the Allies who have acted to support me and other trans people. I thank the Victorian state politicians who have spoken up after recent events. However, we do need more Australians to write to Prime Minister Anthony Albanese and urge him to take swift, concrete actions. I send a message to Prime Minister Albanese. Statements, flags and marching in Mardi Gras, and by the way, please wear something a little more sparkly next time, thank you. 
Those are good symbolic starting points, but will not embed the ongoing substantive change needed for trans and people and families to achieve full equality. The first step I call for is a national trans and gender diverse advisory group that has direct access to federal cabinet. I had to add to this that yesterday I received a letter regarding my concerns about Medicare reform stating, and I quote, the Department of Health and Aged Care is currently consulting with the Australian Society of Plastic Surgeons and other relevant clinical colleagues, no mention of consulting with trans people. We feel immensely frustrated that we are being spoken about, spoken for or being abandoned. We are part of Australian society and community. We need that direct voice into government so all trans and gender diverse people on this big island and surrounding smaller ones, whether city or rural or any intersection, can move faster towards the equality that is our birthright. My conclusion, yay for the trams and the trans. Trams rights now. I said wrestling was a part of me. Here's a word from two uh, philosophers of that genre. Me and all of my communities will achieve what we want in our lives and if a bunch of candy-ass jabronis in crap sun hats think they are going to stop us, then they can check right into the pink, white and blue Smackdown Hotel. Thank you, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And on this day, Trans Day of Visibility 2023, from my hero, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I say that like our siblings in New Zealand who did so well, Trans and Allied 316 says we're going to whip your ass. Hell yeah! That was Sally Goldner there speaking at the Trans Day of Visibility Rally uh, in Nam, Melbourne last Friday. What a character and what an amazing advocate for the community. So, so grateful we got to relive um, that moment and just the amount of joy, um, but also passion and, you know, wise wisdom uh, that was carried through that speech. I think is something that will, will stick with me. So stay with us. We're listening to some speeches today. Ooh. Sorry, um, we're listening to some speeches throughout the program uh, from the Trans Day of Visibility Rally. Uh, but up next, we're going to tune into a song. This one is called "Motorcycle" by June Jones and Gaeon. Oh, man. 
Clearing the air here on 3CR. That one was Motorcycle by June Jones and Guryan. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, but today we're just reliving all of the glory from the Trans Day of Visibility Rally here in Nam. Um, we just heard an amazing speech from Sally Goldner. Um, and I'm really excited because up next, we're going to be hearing from Amal Leota Lu. Um, she is an incredible um, Pacific trans leader. She's a fafafine, um, an international speaker, performer, artist, storyteller, and activist. So she's just, yeah, and she speaks so well. Uh, so strap yourselves in. Here is Amal. <laughs> I'm going to start off with three words, and just after after I say one, two, three, if you can repeat after me. These words are protect, protect, protect. One, two, three. Protect, protect, protect. I want you to protect our sister girls and our brother boys. I want you to protect our fafafine. I want you to protect all our trans siblings 
our non-binaries and our gender diverse siblings. I want you to protect them more, honey. You know, we look at today and we look at ways that um, celebrate and feel empowered at the first very moment as a trans woman of colour, as a Pacifica trans woman of colour. I feel a a, ma a mixed bag of emotions uh, running through my head after what went, what we've just been through, um, and coming into this week, it's been a mixed bag. You know, one feels happy, one feels angry, one feels disappointed, um, and one just, you know, just feels a bit rattled. Um, we look at the way that trans women of colour are not sitting at the table. You only have to you only have to take a look around. Where are they and why aren't they? Why aren't they sitting at our tables? Why aren't they being included in the conversations? And that's also to my uh, sister girls and brother boys. You know, community, if we're talking about community, you need to include them in the community. You need to make them feel safe. You need to make them feel wanted, that they are part of this com so-called community. It bothers me that our trans women of colour still sit in the back we, look, we only have to look across the globe and just, you know, the, number, the, the numbers and statistics of trans women of colour, of gender diverse um, identities, you know, the, the numbers in terms of the murders. And I'm going to say that without a trigger warning because I want you to feel how, how disempowering that is for us. How disempowering that is for a whafafine in Western society to look at my sisters and siblings and non-binary across the globe and still they are being treated and they're being murdered in high numbers. Yeah, yeah shame. Shame. You know, we only have to look at here in Australia. Where is the data of our you know, of our trans siblings, you know, those that are incarcerated, those that, you know, there is, there's been nothing said about them, but they happen. The murders do happen. I look at my good friend, uh, Maya Pistario, who people kicked over a big fuss a few years ago, and still to this day, nothing's been done to elevate that pain that her family yes yeah, shame shame or we look at the the, the um the our, our thai or our asian contingent um what's her name bruno pisano excuse me if i've um, mislabeled or got the name wrong where where was the justice for that yet we let these white white cisgendered men get away with a lot of these things that happen to our women. That's not good enough. That's not good enough for us as community. That's not us for us that we so could go, oh, you need to be sitting at our table. Well, where the fuck are they? Why the fuck are they sitting at our tables? Like I said, I feel a mixed bag of emotions coming in today. I'm angry, because you know why? We're not, we're, we're not done. We haven't been accounted for. And like I said, the data, 
where is it? Where is the data in regards to my trans siblings being murdered in prisons here or being misgendered or so forth? Where is it? Nothing. So I think we need to do a better job. I think we need to step it up. Step your pussies up. Step, up, step your cocks up. You know what I'm saying, honey. Step the motherfucking up. You know, and allies, it's really great. But don't just be a word. We want you to stand for us. We want you, like I said at the beginning, to protect us. Protect, protect, protect. I don't want you to let that go from your mind. Because like I said, my siblings are murdered at a constant rate. And some of them are not even accounted for. Yeah, shame. 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 You know, the fact that we have to fight or we have to try and get acknowledgement for a day. You know, we should be acknowledged 365 days a year, honey. You best better believe it. And those neo-Nazis that want to come for us, please, we have always existed. We are going to continue to exist in power, whether you like it or not. Let's make sure that we have everybody, and I'm saying everybody, at that table, because I said, as I said, where's the statistics? There's nothing for trans women of color. There's nothing for our indigenous sister, sister girls and brother boys. I don't speak for, on behalf of them. I'm just wondering, what are we doing to help protect our siblings? So like I started at the beginning of, of, of my conversation, I'm going to end with those three words. And I want you to step your pussies and your cocks up. And I want you to elevate these words and amplify it. Protect, protect, protect. One, two, three. Again. Thank you, everybody. Stay safe. That was Fafafine Pacifica trans icon leader activist Amal Leota Lu speaking at the Trans Day of Visibility Rally last Friday. Um, so passionate and, and such an important message about stepping your pussies and your cocks up, honey. And where where is the data on um, trans women of color? So thank you, Amal, for bringing that message to us. Um, and, and thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Um, we're going to hear one last extract from a speech. I think we have time, just, to, just enough time um, to squeeze it in. So this other speaker is Joe Ball. Um, so he's a trans man and he is the CEO of Switchboard, which is a mental health organization for LGBTIQA plus people. Um, so stay tuned. We'll be, we'll be on for another about just under 10 minutes. Here's Joe. I think it might just be clearing. Um, 
Hi, my name is Joe Ball and I am the CEO of Switchboard Victoria. I too want to acknowledge that we're on Aboriginal land and, and I want to seek permission to be on Aboriginal land and acknowledge the Wurundjeri people and their elders, past and present, and recognise that sovereignty was never ceded. So we do need permission. And it always was and it always will be Aboriginal land. I'm a feminist, I love women's sport, and I run a family violence service. And I'm also proudly a trans man. I love women's sport. My team is the Melbourne Boomers. That's in the uh, Women's National Basketball League. Last year, the Boomers ran a campaign for equal paying conditions in the WNBL. If you want to save women's sport, you got to support these campaigns and fight for better paying conditions for women in sport. If you want greater safety for women and girls in sport, you have to listen to what they have been telling everyone for a very long time. Because whether it's the inquiry into swimming Australia or gymnastics Australia, women athletes are telling us that they have been sexually assaulted by their cisgendered heterosexual male coaches. This, this is why women are unsafe in sport. Not what we have heard over the last fortnight. We don't need to let women speak. They are yelling out and they are telling us about how we can protect their safety and the campaigns that we can get behind. To say that the threat is somewhere else is to ignore the voices of female athletes. And tragically and dangerously, it is to ignore survivors. I run a family violence service for LGBTIQ plus people. Through this work in the family violence sector, we know that the most dangerous place for a woman in this country is in her own home. To, to imply otherwise, to say that trans women are the problem, is a gross miscarriage of justice. It takes the spotlight off the problem and it scapegoats some of the most vulnerable women and gender diverse people in our country. If you want to keep women safe in this country, we need to come together and demand more funding for refuges, more funding for health services, and more funding for family violence services and prevention. If you want to keep women safe, we have to keep trans women safe. draw lines, artificial lines, through the category of women is to pit women against each other. As a transgender man, the past week, 
I have been called a pedophile. And this labelling is something our gay brothers know all too well about from the 80s and 90s. To call people pedophiles for just being who they are is deeply hurtful and the malicious misuse of this term is deeply offensive to survivors. The rally a week ago that we are quite literally washing away tonight. <laughs> is an affront to anyone who is a feminist, to anyone who is Jewish, who cares about women's sport, who wants to end family violence and sexual assault, who is a survivor and who, and who is LGBTIQA+. <laughs> As you all know, today is Transgender Day of Visibility. I want to thank everyone, every person who came before me, every trans person who came before me, who was visible for me. Your visibility made my life and my very body possible. Yeah. This Tidov, trans people have been very visible. We've been visible as targets of hatred. So we need our allies to be visible too. There is a battleground across our bodies. That one was Joe Ball, the CEO of Switchboard there. I think the video got cut off um, a little short, but I think it captured uh, the main essence of the speech, which was, you know, if you want to save women's sports, stop targeting the trans women, baby. Start targeting the patriarchy and the men. So that's a really great note for us to finish up on. Um, Look, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today on 3CR Queering the Air. Um, We'll be back at the same time next week. And happy Trans Day of Visibility to all my beautiful listeners. Up next is Mirna uh, with Salaam Radio.